The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Broadcasting live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage in Salem, New Hampshire, USA. And broadcasting around the world, this is the Cigar Authority. Transmitting since 2010, the Cigar Authority is the longest-lasting cigar podcast ever. Grab a cigar and light them up, light them up, light them up. This is the Cigar Authority. January 11th, 2020. What's the matter, Mr. Johnson? louder than normal. Is it? Yes. Today, I will deliver what I do each year for myself, a peek at to where we are in this industry, the state of the cigar industry address. And while we're at it, we're going to talk about the state of the cigar trade shows uh, as we look at the Premium Cigar Association trade show as it's about to implode. I will blow the cover off of this later in the show. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority now in its 10th year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. And you catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. All right. Let's light up a cigar. We'll talk about the cigar industry today. We're going to dig into a deep uh, of the past and the future. What's going on with this uh, crazy industry? What a week. Uh, Yesterday, it did explode, and uh, I got a lot to say about it, and we'll get into that today. But first, let's light up, Barry. What are we going to smoke? Well, today's first cigar is from the Cigar Authority Care Package, and it is the Berlin Wall by Hammer & Sickle. The size we're lighting up is a 5x50 Robusto, and it features a Honduran Criollo wrapper, Dominican binder, and fillers from Honduras and the Dominican Republic. A single cigar will set you back nine forty nine, while a box of twenty is one sixty four ninety nine, which is a savings of almost twenty five dollars or thirteen percent off the box price on twoguyscigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick and mortar retailer that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. I want to give a uh, shout out to uh, Hector Irizarry, who's in our audience, yes. traveled up from Florida. Yay! Matt, he's he's written what, in before. And that's not what a lot of people are doing is saying, wow, we're in Florida. The weather's so beautiful here. Let's go to New Hampshire. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what he brought with him? The a weather. Girl? No, the weather. He oh. did bring a girl with him. She's very pretty. <laughs> yes. But uh, he brought also beautiful weather. It's 60, what did we say, 63 62, degrees? 62, yeah, 63. Yeah, oh my God, this is not normal at all, and tomorrow's going to be beautiful too. And then Thursday it'll snow, and Saturday and Sunday next week it'll Get snow. Get the hell out of Dodge while right. you can, Hector. This is crazy to be up here, but uh, anyway, let's light up. This is the one with the copper band on it, and uh, they have made lots of packaging changes, but this copper band is sticking around. This is a awesome band, something you want to hang on to. Um I don't know, it was Eric Hansen's idea, uh, late great, and uh, I love it. You know, always looking at this, it, it's, I don't even want to throw the band away all the time because it's a... I sometimes wear it for a couple of days. There we go. Make a ring out of it. Okay, it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo, the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo... Cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality. 
tradition in excellence. Excellence. Okay. This is part of the Cigar Authority Care Package. And if you're not part of the Cigar Authority Care Package, go to thecigarauthority.com. You'll see it on the right-hand side. Sign up. You get to smoke what we smoke. You can either get four cigars a month or five cigars a month. Each and every one of them will be smoked on the show. So when Jonathan says this ridiculous flavor that he's tasting... Which is Macallan 12, by the way. You you don't even drink it, Sullivan. See, I'm getting a Buddy Pecan ice cream. Mm. Yeah, that's... <laughs> For those of you that don't drink scotch, uh, the prominent that's his flavor name. in Macallan 12 is butterscotch, and that's what I'm getting on this. So I said it first. Hey, by the way, we're in a new year, and I think you said that Barry was still not going to have his name changed by now. Mm-hmm. Is, it, is he correct? It's correct. Yeah, it's correct. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. We're going to light our cigar today with the Vertigo Commissioner. The Vertigo Commissioner features single action, which is you press the button, the lid opens, two jets come alive, fueled by the patented Vertigo big-ass tank, and at the bottom you've got a bullet punch that flips right out, all for the low price of $29.99. That's the Vertigo Commissioner. Commissioner. So a butter pecan, do you put butter in a pan and you put pecans in it and you kind of like cook them? I have no clue how it's done. What Barry does is he opens up the pint of ice cream. Yes. And he just starts spooning. Yeah. <laughs> Not the kind of spooning that you're thinking of. I run the I run the spoon on the hot water to get it warm so it mm. cuts into the ice cream. That's faster. smart. So yes. you can eat faster. <laughs> yes. But you get the ice cream headache? Yes. Yeah. In, in your but pint. the key is not to let the ice cream touch the roof of your mouth. If you don't let it touch the roof of your mouth, you don't get brain freeze. Is that true? Yes. Have I've never heard that. Before. I have never heard it before either. Look what you learn here in the Cigar Authority. You, I know what you're saying. We learn nothing here every single week. Still but true. Is that true? The, uh, the there was one time when I thought I could go past the ice cream Speed headache. Eating. Speed eating is what this. Go ahead. So I I'm, I'm drinking a milkshake and I start drinking it and I get the ice cream headache and I just kept going, thinking at some point it's going to be. Shut off. Yeah. It never shuts off. It gets progressively worse as you go. I find if you hold your teeth together and you go, mm, it le- it, it, for I'll some reason, that it's like time. when you go after you fall and scrape mm. your knee, right? Yeah. Yeah. But when you do go, just go, mm. is there like a grind of the teeth? Yeah. yeah. Grind your teeth and go, mm. all right. Thank you. And I, I keep doing it every time that that happens. You think it. I'd slow down eating the ice cream, but that doesn't happen. Well, now you just stop smashing it against the roof of your mouth. And the same goes for when you eat hot pizza. If you don't put it to the top of your roof of your mouth, just like the ice cream, you don't burn the roof of your mouth. Well, why would you you do that? I don't like when I burn the roof of my mouth, but Mm -hmm. I want pizza hot. Cold, cold, hot, hot. See, I like cold pizza in the morning. I don't. Well, it's delicious. It's the best. Breakfast of champions right there. The fullest body of the hammer and sickle, the Berlin Wall. You think so? I would say. I smoky. It is smoky. Trademark uh, Maduro. Maduro. I think might mm. be a little bit strong. I don't think so. No way. Huh? I don't think so. You've lost your mind. It's happened. <laughs> it's the 11th of January. 2020, which, by the way, you're still putting 2019. I have been doing that. Look at so the chat room wants to know if you're wearing your red shirt today because you're about to bring the fire. 
Bring the fire. Hey, I got I got something to say. He's got a red right hand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got an opinion on this. And if you've been hearing the Cigar Authority the past six months or so, you heard little bits of this going on as it happened. Another one of the uh, not greatest secrets ever told of what was happening with um, PCA and what these manufacturers were about to do. The question is, why did they do what they did? Is it what they said they did? We're going to get into it in the next hour of it because today is the day we do the um, what timing this was, the state of the cigar industry address, which is really um, where we are, how did we get here, where we are, and um, it helps me determine what to do. Right. In the future. Uh, maybe five or six years we've been doing it on the Cigar Authority. I've been doing it for 30 years for um, myself. So uh, let's get to it. And um, at the end of it, after we finish, um, then we'll discuss it. So if you can let me get through it, it'll be good. Um, so much like Barry's whining email about the banter with his... I was going to bring that up. Okay. No, I didn't even <laughs> respond to that. <laughs> <laughs> so you said nothing too. I, I did not respond. I just uh, ignored him. Let, let's let, let, let's bring that up. So I got an email from Barry. Which, we all did. Which I, isn't he that interesting? Us all. No, and nobody said anything. Isn't no, that no. interesting? This is coming up right now. And Barry asked us not to speak during his asylum segment this time. Don't interrupt. Don't speak or something. I am stepping outside the norm and uh, a little bit of a serious subject. So I don't believe you for one second. Uh, hopefully I can get through it. And I was thinking quite the opposite, that I was going to interrupt him throughout. The, because I didn't respond and say, okay, I'm going to do it. So I was going to really interrupt, like beyond interrupt. But now I, I can't because I'd we brought him, it up. I'd let him go. Maybe he'll cry. Yeah, let's see what that he's got. That would be awesome. Let's see what he's got. It's very interesting. There was crying involved. Uh-huh. So That's because you didn't use enough lube. I'll, I'll give you a number of my guy. Wow. Seriously. <laughs> Your guy. I'm, so, I'm sorry, guys. We have guests today from Florida. Sorry. Sorry, we forgot. <laughs> You've never heard this before, I'm sure, Hector. This is terrible. All right. All right. The state of the industry address, uh, that's what you're about to hear. It is information-based, facts-based information. This is the state of the cigar industry. I've been putting this together for myself for well over 20 years now, and you've heard it on the Cigar Authority for uh, at least a few anyway we've been doing. It helps me understand where this industry is and what I can do to move my business, both retail, online, distribution, and media, and I do it all, in the right direction going forward based on the information that is real information. So I put this down, and then it helps me decide what the direction is. I have it put aside, and I look at these things from now um, time to time because I think history repeats itself, and the information is power. I have acquired facts from many sources, so I'm not going to uh, say them all because uh, as this goes on and whatever, but this is factual-based information. So here goes. The State of the Cigar Industry Address, January 11, 2020. Currently, there are eight countries that supply cigars into the United States for consumption. They are in alphabetical order. The Bahamas, Costa Rica, Dominican Republic, Honduras, Mexico, Nicaragua, Panama, and the Philippines. U.S. continues to make it unlawful to be shipped cigars from Cuba to sell them into the U.S., and no end, is in, no end is in sight and no change coming anytime soon. There were over 12 billion, billion total cigars imported into the U.S. in 2019. 
an increase of over 12% from last year. The exact numbers are not available until after March. Almost all of them were not premium cigars. Little cigars, cigars valued at less than 15% as an import price, not retail price, little cigars imports were up 400%, an increase over last year, which uh, almost all of which these cigars are coming from the Dominican Republic. That's over 100 million cigar increase. After subtracting out machine-made cigars and little cigars, which are the vast majority of all cigars, it leaves premium cigars, and those are cigars over 76 cents imported into U.S. Uh, has more criteria than that, but 76 cents so that it gets the FDA uh, maximum price of taxation, which is 41 cents. The U.S. looks like it will be taking a over 5% decrease in imports by volume. That's units of cigars, not dollars. Premium cigar imports were slightly over $300 million um, from the over 12 billion cigars imported. So 300 million of the 12 billion. This is going to be important later on in the show. Um, it was the first decrease in recent years for premium cigars. The biggest decrease in imports were that of major online companies who have lowered inventory and discontinued many brands. Mergers of companies, uh, including Cigars International and Thompson, added to the decline, and the uh, imminent sale of Altadas, who owns JR Cigars, is another reason for the major decrease. Nicaragua continues its fourth year in a row as the leader of premium cigar imports in the United States, followed by the Dominican Republic that is now 30% behind of once a close race and four years ago with the Dominican in first place and for many, many years before that. All cigars making countries show a down year in 2019 for imports into the United States. Pipe tobacco, on the other hand, dropped 22% in 2019 compared to 2018. With new government pushbacks, no smoking laws, high taxes, and now the rising smoking age restriction to now 21 nationwide, it is not surprising that premium cigars had an off year. Mature cigar retailers, brick-and-mortar retailers, were slightly up across the U.S. As early reports say sales were up in dollar value, showing the consumer recovery in the great economy, high job numbers played a premium role in premium goods, including cigars, which are a premium product, in brick-and-mortar retailers. Custom accounts, the amount of customers per day in retail shops, were slightly down in most retail shops overall, including cigar stores, for another year. The exception to that is the state of Maryland, which custom accounts have risen due to the new law where online of cigars must charge tobacco tax and sales tax. A 15% tobacco tax compounded with their 6% sales tax. With the success of the taxes being collected, it is expected that that trend will go throughout the country in 2020. Although custom accounts were down in most retail states, the average sale purchase in dollars in brick and mortar were up nationally. But some customers are still finding it more convenient to buy online. Also, another major reason that brick and mortar retailers do not keep stock plemished enough cigars in stock and cause the customer to be forced to buy online. 
Black Friday reports show that the number of people visiting all stores in 2019 were up 4% by 2018, the first turnaround in many years. While that was reported, Cyber Monday once again broke all records in sales and growth in, the, uh, in an economy that has somewhat recovered. Online cigar sales are reported to be double digits for another year. My personal interview with key retailers after the holiday season reported that tobacconists did not see an increase of customer count, but the average customer spent more in 2019. People are spending more, but less people are coming in. The conclusion for the calendar year 2000 is imports decreased in units, cigars, over 5%. Retailers has increased in money, but less customers, and online cigar sales has decreased in units, cigars, and dollars for the first time in many years. Hard goods, the economy improves and continues to help luxury items like humidors, expensive lighters, and cutters. Hard goods for cigar smokers were up again in 2019. This, too, has helped sales uh, in the average purchase number. Limited-release cigars were less again as the dooming FDA regulations is leering down at the cigar industry. Most manufacturers have not put out new brands, sizes, or products as they once did, as 2020 is expected to be even less. In May 12, 2020, the FDA will conclude their substantial equivalence, and the grandfathered brands will take center stage for the future of this industry. Currently, cigars account for 11.35% of the FDA user fees. In 2019, the FDA needs to collect $80 million in fees from the cigar industry. With less cigars being imported, this fee Per cigar is expected to go up in 2020, which will account for rising prices. At the same time, many brands and companies are expected to not make the May 12th deadline for substantial equivalence or grandfathered status, and those brands may be closed out and may see dropping prices due to that reasoning. The cigar industry continues to segment itself with the collapse of the IPCPR, International Premium Cigar and Pipe Retailers, now the PCA, Premium Cigar Association and Trade Show. Retailers and manufacturers were pushing back and growth has begun with its competitive trade show, the TPE, Tobacco Plus Expo. 2019 showed lacked newcomers, both in retail space and in manufacturing. FDA's uncertainty and the government risk and unknown was the leading force slowing down newcomers and growth from existing retailers. Acquisitions continued in 2019, not just for companies, but now by brand with the sale of Royal Agio to General Cigars Scandinavian Tobacco and the sale of the brand Fonseca from SAG importers to My Father's Cigars. Many more mergers and acquisitions are expected in 2020, and unfortunately, many companies and brands will just shut down and simply stop both manufacturing, distribution, online, and retail. It is expected that this coming year, the cream of the crop will rise to the top and only the strong will survive. <coughs> this is where we are today, January 11th, 2020. So that's it. And I'll tell you, I prepare for this in advance, and there was actually no time to make any changes 
as yesterday's information was done, but you hear a little of it yep. in this that happened beforehand. Again, not a surprise to us mm-hmm. what happened yesterday, and we'll get into that. But right now, let's get into um, Berlin Wall that was smoking, and let's have a uh, early thoughts on this. My cigar went out. I'm going to relight, but you guys can tell me what's happening with the cigar, and then we'll go to break, and when we come back, we'll talk so, about what I had to oh, say. Dave, one yeah. thing from the chat room. Yeah. I think this is interesting. We've got uh, someone by, and forgive me if I mispronounce, by the name of Berger Reigstein from the Faroe Islands. Wow. Now, can anybody identify where those are? Faroe Islands. It sounds very tropical, mm-hmm. and it says islands, so I'm going to say it's it's uh, near the equator. I'm going to go Fiji. That's what I'm thinking. That's good. That's what I'm thinking, Fiji. Near the Fiji Islands. That's All great. Right. And I got to admit, I had to look it up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a self-governing archipelago, part of the Kingdom of Denmark. Archipelago, so they sing without instruments. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no? In Denmark. <laughs> okay, Denmark. <laughs> yeah, so he's joining us in the chat room today. All right, welcome. Welcome aboard. I, you're probably that was aboard. it? I thought you had a question. <laughs> no, and, somebody, no. and somebody mentioned when you listed the uh, places that grow tobacco, you left Italy off the list. Or mm-hmm. produce tobacco, right? Produce cigars. Produce cigars. Ah, that's yeah. right. Toscano. <laughs> they actually produce a lot of cigars there. A lot. Um, they grow tobacco as well. Yeah. Yeah, this is from uh, information I acquired. But yes, absolutely. Italy would be one. And I wonder if they were up or down. I, my guess would be up. Oh. So uh, we'll have Michael Capolini. We'll have him on next week, and he can explain to us. And we'll be drinking. But explain to me this cigar because I wasn't paying attention myself because I was reading all that. But um, a very subtle spice to it uh, on the front end, a little sweetness on the back end, on the finish. I think it started more aggressive than it is now, right? Mm -hmm. Well, it's a robusto. That's the nature of the beast when it comes to robustos. It's early aggressive because because I said this is most full bodied as it is, and now it's a little. This is why we shouldn't be making assumptions. We can make early, early how full bodied something is. No, I haven't finished smoking it. I like to when a guy lights up a cigar in the store and he says, oh my God, this is too strong. And we can say to him, oh, it's going to calm right down in just a couple of minutes. Early aggression. So so the imports of, of cigars into the U.S. is lower. But do we know how it was compared to like the 2016 numbers? Because the last few years, there seems to be a rush to get stuff on market. Right. And now that that rush to get it on market is no longer part of the equation, could that be part of the reason why... Yep, absolutely. I think absolutely. I think that has more to do that the drop has more to do with people are not buying cigars. Companies are not buy, importing cigars because they're loaded with product. You acquire two two big companies merge yep. and Thompson's inventory yep. is now on the market. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely a big part of it. All right, let's go to break. When we come back, uh, the thoughts of the cigar industry address, I'll let these guys pick it apart one by one, see if it was correct. Um, And if so, where are we headed? And after that, one place that we are headed is the TPE. That's the Tobacco Plus Expo. And um, one of the places we're not is PCA, the Premium Cigar Association Trade Show. And now we're hearing a whole bunch of other people, including the biggest manufacturers in the world, aren't going also. Why? It's a different reason why than I'm going, not going, but we're going to dig through that too. Uh, we'll give our take on it completely. We're live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. 
some, tradition is a catchphrase. To us, it's a guiding light. For there can be no great future without reverence for the past. Hammer and Sickle Tradition Series cigars are handmade, employing only time-honored methods. Meticulously crafted of individually selected tobaccos, Tradition Series is a blend of three-year-aged Dominican Viso and Lijero, all finished inside a breathtaking five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. Tradition Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta. The Romeo y Julieta love story with a bold and modern twist. America's favorite love story takes on a modern zeal with this A.J. Fernandez collaboration. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta, crafted in Esteli, Nicaragua, is a contemporary take on the rich and robust profile of the Romeo by Romeo collection. This exceptional premium offering employs an aged San Andreas wrapper, considered one of the most flavorful leaves used in today's premium cigar market. Handcrafted in Nicaragua by cigar master A.J. Fernandez, full-flavored, dressed in a stunning San Andreas wrapper, rich in bold profile with notes of dark chocolate, spice, and licorice, and available in four sizes, Robusto, Toro, Pyramid, and Short Magnum, competitively priced under $10. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta, the Romeo y Julieta love story with a bold and modern twist. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper, fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lining up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph Cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Christoph cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Christoph is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the pissed-off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar, and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, 
The Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padron Cigars, they give you, the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. I want to tell you about my friend Hochi Blanco, a fourth-generation Dominican cigar maker known for growing tobacco and producing highly acclaimed cigars for other people. If some things stay the same, other things have to change. Finally, Hochi's factory, Tobacalera Palmer, has produced a cigar that not only belongs to the factory, but pays homage to the cigar rolling room known as La Galera. The La Galera Connecticut blend is special, using an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper surrounding a Dominican blend of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and a varietal that Hochi named T112. With the exception of the wrapper, Hochi grows all of the La Galera tobaccos himself and carefully watches over every step. The flavor smooth, but still offering plenty of flavor in all sizes, paying homage to the people and tools used in the factory. Now for the amazing part. La Galera Connecticut has a suggested retail price ranging from $4.95 to $6 and has been awarded the Cigar of the Year by the Cigar Authority. La Galera Connecticut, creating their own version of the Connecticut cigar because they demand more. This is Jerry from Ben and Jerry's Ice Cream and you're listening to the Cigar Authority. Look at Ed Sullivan. We talked a little ice cream, and he throws that in there. Triggered me. There we go. We're back, and we're smoking the Hammer Sickle Berlin Wall, and we're talking the state of the cigar industry address. Actually, before we go any further, Jonathan yeah. excused himself to yes, he did. hit the men's room. And boy, and we, we talked about him when he left. We noticed you're wearing cowboy boots. Are you planning on going camping to Brokeback Mountain later? What, what are we doing? This, I'm, yeah, it's I'm going cool. shooting later, and uh, I don't know what the uh, terrain's yeah. going to be like, so I wanted to wear something that... If they got a little muddy, I'd be okay. Do you have a horse? I don't have a horse. Brokeback Mountain, too. <laughs> <laughs> He's auditioning. This is what this is what you assholes talk about when <laughs> yes, I walk away. Yes, yes, but you can't even keep it behind my back. You have to tell me. Yeah. It's better to talk in front of your face, but it, it was great. <laughs> and uh, we won't bring up anybody's name or anything that started this whole thing. But Sean Rogers. No. 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 Sean wouldn't do He's that. He's a gentleman. Sean would absolutely start a conversation like that. Sean Rogers is in mourning. He is in mourning. But yeah, you leave a room and everybody starts talking, <laughs> just so you know. I'm, I'm okay with it. I got your back on it, though. Thanks. <laughs> I said it's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the state of the cigar industry address, um, that's pretty much where we are. That is Isn't where we it? are. Yeah. I think uh, the interesting thing, one of the interesting things that I noted is that overall retail was up 4% Black Friday. And, and this is happening, by the way, on all retail. Correct. Yeah. Now, I believe that that has something to do with that the economy is cranking. And in past years, people had to go online to get the best price. Now, they have the money to go for the experience shop. And they're going out. It's not They're not deal-driven right now. 
because they got money. Yeah. That, that's part of it. Also, believe it or not, they're saying that there's more of the younger generation now going to shop, again, experience-wise or right. something, that says, oh, let me go out. And, you know, I, I remember people loved shopping. You don't hear so much about that anymore. So uh, they're starting to go back into brick-and-mortar stores. The problem that happens in the cigar industry, my unfortunate brothers out there that retailers, is the retailer is not geared up for growth. And the only way you have growth is you have to have inventory. And I just heard from so many manufacturers that say they have open boxes and there's not backups and things. Well, you can't sell what you don't have. Correct. And let me tell you, the days of saying, well, we don't have it right now, and why don't you come back next week, now it's inconvenient. And you play that inconvenience thing to them, it's more convenient for them to hit the button anyway, and it'll get sent to them with free shipping and all this stuff. If you had it in stock, you're going to actually keep the customer on. You're not losing a sale. You're losing the lifetime value of the customer. Right. You need inventory. And borrow money, do what you have to, have, whatever you have to do. But if you want your company to grow, you better have inventory on hand. A lot of the problem ends up being that people are undercapitalized. And th this is not just the cigar industry. It's everything. Uh, I've uh, always said the cigar industry aren't business people. They're hobbyists. But that's, the, you know, that goes for other industries also. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing, restaurants and stuff. I'm a good cook, therefore I can own a restaurant. Now, no, that's not the case because the restaurant is a business. You got to run it as a business. You need to know your cost of goods, and you, there's so much that ends up missing. But I think there's an opportunity here for brick and mortar retailers that we have turned the corner from crashing and burning stuff. That all of a sudden we got an opportunity here that people are going back to stores. Embrace them, good customer service, all these things. You can we can end up turning around and hang on to it, or it can be a terrible experience, and you're just going to give them back to them. So hang on to them. You got a chance. We we lost for convenience reason. We lost for price, as Jonathan says. Maybe price isn't everything now. It's not the race to the bottom. I would even say online. The, the online guys, you have Altadas being sold out because the parent company of it says that we're not making enough money with it. So it's either raise the prices or let's get rid of this thing. Uh, so they're getting rid of it. Do so manufacturers deserve kudos for finally enforcing price protection? Because for a while, a lot of stuff wasn't price protected. Yeah, because manufacturers are just as bad as retailers when, when it comes to chasing the short dollar or something, that they get a you know the carrot dangled in front of them of a big order from an online discounter, and they grab it, and they don't care because they need the money because they're underfunded themselves. So uh, I look at manufacturers that I want to deal with that are in good financial situations that that I want to work with as opposed to, you know, hey, I had I had to do it because I, I couldn't make payroll. Oh good. So now that ends up hurting us as a retailer because you and can't you can't make you you can't build a brand online. No one's buying something never that they've happened. never smoked. Mm -hmm. They've got to smoke it in the retail shop. So the guy's going to walk in and try the cigar that he likes or that he thinks he's going to like. And now you're, this is what you're saying is your, this is your opportunity to give him the most unbelievable experience in your store. And as one of these brands build in the retail store, which has always been the case, and then the guy ends up going to the online discounter and then destroys his business, right. that, that customer leaves them because it's so much cheaper somewhere else. And then he lost the sale and he lost the customer, which, listen, you got to look at lifetime value of a customer. What's that worth? It's not that the guy 
ended up making one purchase online. Right. Maybe he becomes a regular at, at the thing and you lost the guy on there. So a retailer should look at that too and decide what companies they want to uh, get behind. But unfortunately, some of that time is, oh, this cigar sells itself to people walking and ask for that. And, you know, this is a self-service type of store. And you really got to get into uh, pushing and promoting and, and selling sales uh, and those are fundamental sales tactics and things that retailers have to learn. They have to educate themselves. They have to uh, work at this themselves if they want to. And I think we have a second chance. This, As I look at this, as I put it together, I said to myself, the retailer's got another chance. And if they saw what happened to them before, hopefully, you know, you don't burn yourself twice. You start looking at these things differently. And... Uh, when you're deciding the brands to take on, it's what's best for your company to take it on. It's not necessarily, um, you know, this is what they're offering me and I'm going to take it because they gave me a better deal. What's the overall good for your company? Um, why were the imports down to begin with? Um, a big part of it, the biggest part from what I see, was those mergers that ended up happening. Uh, we talked about it for the past two years, mergers well, and, and acquisitions, what's going to happen. At, look at the country that it's down the most in, Dominican Republic, where a lot of your lower tier it's cigars the, are made. Yeah, but it's not the case. I think the biggest down was actually Nicaragua, even more than that, because Dominican made up for it with the 100 million little cigarellos that they made, 100 million extra little cigarellos. And looking at the amount of layoffs that happened in Nicaragua, Factory shut down. Uh, it happened in the Dominican Republic too, but um, some of them went to a three-day work week from five days. Um, lots of stuff ended up happening. People that had two factories went to one factory, and th this is the time, you know, going back in history, 1997 was the big crash that happened in the cigar industry. I think 2000 is the same place we were at in 1997, as history repeats itself. 2020, you mean? 2020. Um, this is going to be a time that the, the cream is going to rise to the top. The better manufacturers are going to survive. The better retailers are going to survive. The better brands are going to survive. It's how I look at it is it's a major opportunity for the, the people that are good to shine. And those ones that are sitting on the sideline, it's, uh, you know, start working it or you're going down. You used to say that the barrier to entry into the cigar industry is very relatively low. Mm. It used to be relatively low. You could have a few thousand dollars. You could have a few boxes of cigars made, and now you own a brand. Yep. That those days are gone. Gone. And all those people that did that, that that got a little bit of success under their belt, if they don't own the factory, if they can't go crop to, to shop, I just don't see them surviving. Yeah. It's going to be too expensive. Well, and, and when, we, when it comes to FDA, which is a big reason for this whole thing, FDA says no new products can come in. You have to look for substantial equivalents. You want to end up taking a brand and bring it into there. We're talking about the estimate is about $400,000. Even if you have an existing brand and you want to bring it into grandfather status or whatever, they're estimates, and it's, and it's a terrible way to estimate because nobody knows this for sure, but what I hear over and over is about 400000 Who is going to do that? It's going to be far and few between of the people that it, it's going to be something that already has strong enough legs right. 
that says it's going to do it. For somebody new to come out there, I mean, it's madness to end up doing it. I think it was pretty genius of my father cigars to say, okay, there's Fonseca out there. It's not doing very well. We got a guy on here not doing anything with it. Let's make him an offer. Uh, the offer must have been good enough that they end up getting that. And other than that, I think they may have two brands that maybe have grandfather status, and now they have Fonseca, which has a whole bunch of things over the years and stuff. It was a great buy. We're going to start seeing that. You're going to start seeing some old brands out there, or, or if you're new to cigars, they're going to be new brands to you because you never heard of them. What's, but what's but they, will be, they will be Avo unexpected type of things because they are going to be something that already exists. So it's not going to be, oh, this new blend. It's certainly not going to be that. But what, what would stop someone like My Father Cigars from putting, just doing a name change and saying, okay, uh, Beijou is now the Fonseca Triangulare and doing the one-time name change and then that now they don't have to worry about substantial equivalence because they, they can say, well, this Grandfather Claus brand just changed its name. That's, that's all. That's exactly what they're going to do. And they're going to keep the Fonseca name. They're not going to take that Fonseca name. I don't think they could, you know. They could buy that Fonseca name that's grandfather and change it to my father. Right. But would you do that? Well, they already they already are successful with their other brands. Why wouldn't they do that? Because you might as well No buy, one even knows about Fonseca anymore. You might the as brand's well, been dead for 20 years. Don Cheapo, you do that too. Not Fonseca. Powerful worldwide brand, I would say. Wouldn't that be something if they end up take they bought the Fonseca name to change it to... That's the only reason why I would really, buy it. You could buy cheaper names and that, Absolutely. that was the goal. Well, no, we don't know like, what they paid for it, do we? No. No. Uh, because that was private to private. Nobody's going to end up revealing that. I'd love to know that information. Just because of the family history with it, I think they're going to keep the name. Yeah, that's a big deal, yeah. man. I, I would love to have owned that. That's a good one. I got to say, that's a good one. All right. Uh, let's find out what's up in the cigar world with Barry Stein. It's time for What's, what's up? up in the Cigar World, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars is what's up. Voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is the Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. Every Recluse cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years. They are box-pressed and rolled end to bar for a perfect draw every time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse cigar today. Before you stop, Barry, are we allowed to interrupt Yeah, I was you? just going to ask. Are we just, sure. This one's yeah. okay. okay. All right, I just want to make sure. Yeah, yeah. So are you going to cry rules, at yeah. any point? No, during? no, this one I'm okay This on. segment? Okay. You going to hold your hand? No, nah, I thought about it, but no. <laughs> No, with those boots. I'll just be here for yeah, you, brother. Yeah, the boots, that made me really uncomfortable. <laughs> brother versus brother, JRE Tobacco has announced at the upcoming TPE show in Las Vegas, they will debut Rancho Luna Grande. The line will feature big ring gauge cigars, and it's set to debut a 7x64 and a 7x70, and the cigars will be in the $7 range. So what are you saying here? You're saying he's going after the Asylum brand? Yeah, yeah it looks like a little brother yeah. brother war going on uh. here. I don't see that. Royal Agio has announced that the company will distribute 10 million pounds, which is approximately $11 million, to its 3,200 employees worldwide based on years of service. Nice. The company originally planned $277 per employee, which led to strikes at the factory, and the new offer will be at least $1,000 per employee, and the company recently sold for $234 million to STG. 
So at least they know that they're go- they're all losing their job, right? The majority, yeah, yeah. So because there, there's always the belief that they're going to probably hang on to us, and it's so sad when I hear them say that. That yeah. oh no, you're gone because an acquisition is about saving costs. Yeah, and they and, said six months they'll keep their jobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that's start probably, looking. Yes, start looking. Uh, if you want to know what the future holds for tobacco, just look at California as the laws there spread like wildfire. Sorry, Australia. The state of California has proposed the banning of all flavored tobacco, including cigars, with no exceptions. And early signs show the bill is expected to easily pass. Uh, yeah, we, we saw it in Massachusetts. Yeah. Imagine, here's, here's the deal, um, flavored cigar people. In Massachusetts... Newport cigarettes are against the law. Cools, Newports, yep. menthol cigarettes are against the law. If you think you got the clout to be able to turn it over on a swish of sweet, forget about it. If they can't do it, you you know, you got you're talking about some serious lobbying money put into that. Certainly the cigar industry isn't going to be able to pull that off. And while the federal government has raised the tobacco purchase age, state officials are still enforcing existing laws separate from the FDA. And it's expected states that aren't 21 will begin to raise their age to 21. And in here in New Hampshire, the Senate raised the age to 21 and have sent it to the governor's desk. Yeah, what a waste of time. Yeah. Because the federal succeed uh, proceeds it, right? It's uh, No, like if you speak to the Liquor Commission, which oversees tobacco here in the state, their inspectors are doing 19, but the... FDA is doing 21. Right. Because where the way that the Constitution is written, the states have, the states' rights trump the national laws. So the Liquor Commission so, here is looking for 19, but that's if the why FDA mar- comes in, they're looking for 20. Marijuana is illegal nationally, and there's dispensaries in every state. But the federal can come into that state, and that's why they take cash, because they can't put it through mm-hmm. a, a credit card. And you can get in trouble to do it. It's not, don't Most, breathe easy. Listen, we're, 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 card, we're carding yeah. 21 and we're not letting a 20-year-old buy from us. Because Which is the right move because you don't know the specter coming in if it's a state or a federal inspector. It's against uh, the law. So all the states are going to raise it to 21 to be on even par with the federal. Yeah, it's just a whatever. Technicality. Yeah, technicality, technicality yeah. and a waste it's, of It's 21, money. folks. Re- yeah. re- retailers that are listening here. <laughs> it's 21. Don't, don't, don't get yourself in trouble. The state of Virginia has introduced three bills this week. The first would raise the tobacco tax from 10% to 39%. Oh. The second would require all retailers to obtain a new license, and uh, they would be subject to at least two compliance checks, a.k.a. stings, to assure customers are over 21. And lastly, the state is looking to ban all flavored tobacco that doesn't taste or smell like tobacco. That has to be reworded. Because we say this tastes like right. butter pecan. Or well, we're going to have to stop <laughs> saying, what the, oh, it tastes like cigars. You're going to hear it all the time. Tastes like a cigar, Mr. FDA. Tastes like well-aged, highly fermented tobacco. And Illinois has recently legalized marijuana. However, where to smoke it is an issue, as smoking it in public is still illegal in Illinois. But now the Chicago mayor has proposed allowing hookah bars and cigar shops to apply for a marijuana smoking wow. license. <laughs> But you can't sell it. Can't you can sell just it. allow people you to can smoke. Allow it. Is, is, as a retailer, that's really what I want. I, oh, want yeah. I want my store filled with pot smokers. <laughs> I can't make any money off them, 
but they're going to be in here hanging out. And just, sell snacks, buddy. Sell snacks. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're Can't pretty, serve food. Can't pretty sell mellow, food. though. You know, yeah. It's not like a bar. Or oh, something. God. And in uh, news reported here months ago uh, by Dave Slipping a Tongue, uh, <laughs> Davidoff, Drew Estate, General Cigar, and Altatus USA has announced they withdraw from the PCA trade show. Wow, I didn't see that coming. Uh, but we'll have the real reason a little later in the show. Yeah, as I see it anyway. Um, next week. Uh, what happened at the meatball? We're doing the meatball Thursday. And uh, none of us that we know of is going to make a meatball because no. we all lost. Yeah. But we are going to have uh, five, possibly six meatballs total wow. uh, going against Steve Saka, the champion of the meatball. And um, as reported, I guess, on uh, social media minutes before the show started, mm -hmm. A new cigar is being uh, made that he showed it, which yep. means he has, has it. it. Um, it's called Bopetta. Bopetta, which means meatball. Ooh. And um, it will be given out that night for the first time ever. And um, this is a cigar that will not be sold. It'll be only a giveaway type of cigar. I have no idea what it tastes like. I'll, uh, we'll report next week how that is. Well, it can't taste like a meatball. It would be illegal. <laughs> be, right. And I don't like meatballs, but I guess I'll go for the cigar. I'm hoping it's spicy so we can say that's a one spicy meatball. Ah, that's a spicy meatball. Mamma mia. <laughs> Do you remember what commercial that was for? Uh, no. Was that Elka Seltzer? One of those things. Yeah, yeah I think it was Elka Seltzer. Mamma mia. That's, that's a, a spicy, spicy meatball. meatball. He ate too much. I can't believe I ate the whole oh, thing, right? Yeah. That was Elka. Seltzer yeah. for sure. Um, so I next week. I thought your regular accent was bad, but your Italian accent is far worse. Worse? Um, so we'll report on the meatball, and with us next week um, will be Michael Capellini. He's from Toscano Cigars. We have a new cigar from them, new cigar in the United States from them, Garibaldi. And um, we'll tell him how the meatball went, and uh, maybe we save a few meatballs for him. So. He can make a real decision. His vote counts. And he's bringing homemade limoncello. Ah. We'll be drinking. All right. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to <laughs> You'll be drinking. Um, and um, January 25th, we'll be getting ready for the TPE, the Tobacco Plus Expo. That'll happen that week. And um, when I come back, um, we'll tell you all about that and talk about timing of everything that happened uh, I, I should get a lot of intel and we are going to have to after that go into a prediction show at that point because I'm going to come back with a whole bunch of stuff mm -hmm. uh, for sure because my phone is ringing off the hook by the way everybody's calling everybody's talking um, and uh, no one, a, no one a, wants to go on the record not really okay <laughs> but I will go on the record today we'll, we'll get to that uh, after uh, how do you feel about the Merrick, uh, Maryland online tax? Well, it, online tax for tobacco. So gonna, we, we're, you're shipping cigars from Pennsylvania to Maryland. There's a 15% cigar tax in Maryland. That has to be paid. And there's a 6% sales tax compounded. That has to be paid. And now it goes to the consumer. What is, is going to happen at that point is Maryland, the stores are, it's the one place I can find that the stores are not just growing in dollars, but they're growing in customer count. Mm -hmm. So the customer is saying, well, it's a level playing field now here. Yeah, I instead of waiting them. three days for the cigars yeah. to arrive, I can just go to the store and get them. Yeah, and it's not going to be that much different. Even if they're a discount or something, it's going to be close. The problem was we were talking about 22, 22% basically on the, on the com compounded uh, amount of money difference right off the bat. Mm -hmm. 
Plus, if there was a discount on top of that, uh, free shipping, all the stuff, the level playing field has, has happened within that state. And this, I don't want to say this is what I was afraid of. Listen, I'm in, I'm in the online business also, but for the brick and mortar retailer, um, some people said, you know, you think this is going to be good for the brick and mortar retailer? Well, it has been good for the brick and mortar retailer. Um, what the future holds, we'll see what happens, but early indications is they're the only place that the customer count has gone up. They're getting some of their customers back. Right. Um, again, mo most retailers were up on dollars anyway. They're up on dollars too. Listen, I called a bunch of retailers to ask this question to see what was going on. I was very, and they were very nice to do it. The question is, will this go viral? Will it be the next state, the next state, the next state? I say, yes, it will when those dollars are reported yes that's when it's going to happen because these states are looking for money and if this thing adds up to a lot of money then they're going to say absolutely it's going to happen mm -hmm. like it did state to state with the sales tax mm -hmm. this thing is going to go viral uh across the across the plains right and then do you think at that point the smaller online guys are going to tap out yeah i mean there's a lot more Overhead and expense to doing business at that point. We're talking 50 state taxes. And then within that state, you've got counties and cities that have additional right. tax added to that, along with the sales tax. So you're doing about 100, 120 tax returns per month. Yep. Wow, that's going to get old. <laughs> if, if you're a small online guy like us, right? and we say, screw this, right? Um, our reason, to be honest with you, of having an online, and, and we were actually the second online cigar retailer ever, was for our guy that moved away, that mm -hmm. we said, you know what, give us a call or something, I'll ship the cigars to you and stuff. But some companies ended up turning into a massive thing of cost savings um, with the underlying statement of, you know, there's a guy in the middle of Colorado that has 200 miles away from a cigar store and he wants to get the cigar. The fact of the matter is their biggest sales are in high tax states yeah. from people that are saving on of the course. taxes. You're going to take that game out and then it's going to go to the brick and mortar retailers. You got one more shot, brick and mortar retailers, as this is happening, stock your store, give customer service and be there or you're going down. So you're getting a second shot here as, as it looks to me. Um, what about prices of cigars? Where are they headed? This is going to be interesting because yeah. all those brands that are going to be closed out because those companies are going out of business yeah. are going to flood the market with relatively inexpensive Close, cigars at closeout prices. At closeout prices. Mm -hmm. Now, what's going to what I think is going to happen is the FDA isn't going to get the money that they're looking for because imports will be down because there's not going to be the demand for those higher priced cigars, they're going to freak out and say, okay, we need to raise they, the they, taxes. I bet they do it this year because the imports were down last year. Correct. They need $80 million. How many cigars? They cause the problem yes. that is going to cause the increase, yes. and they don't see it because they don't understand And you know the what industry. I want to see? So two years, fast forward two years, because this year will be a closeout of a whole bunch of brands and stuff, less imports. They're getting rid of what they end up doing. It's two years in a row of a drop. It's all cleaned out. Now the imports come back and, and the cream rises to the top and these guys are going to be taking more cigars in thing. So what should happen after that is the tax rate should drop. Right. That'll never happen. Never, 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 never happen. happen. But you notice the established cigar brands, you know, they used to have the yearly increase, you know, 1%, 2% increase. Now the companies that are coming out and announcing their increases, they're raising it 5%. Yeah, we saw even higher than that. Even higher than yeah. that. So. Prices are definitely going to go up on the established brands. Yeah. 
Yeah. I see it. Sorry to see it, but um, I see that happening. Um, and, you know, their, their argument is going to be the tax has gone up. And also, their cost is going to go up because if they're not making these other brands, it's, you know, it's a you used to make two million cigars. Now you're making a million and a half cigars. The farmers need the same amount of money. They need right. to survive. These people need so the prices go up because Supply you're selling demand, less. You're right? selling less. So um, that's how, how I see it based on, and this is how I do it. This is why I do this. Here's where we are. What does that mean for the future? I'm just trying to help educate myself enough to go make the right decisions uh, going forward. You're going to end up with monopolies in these third world countries of the, the big factories are going to just get bigger and the small factories are going to go out of business. Usually what happens, the big get bigger. And the, the big sm- farmers yeah. are going to thrive and the small little mom and pop guy is going to go out. Yeah, we'll, we'll see, but- you know, if you if you looked at this, I wouldn't bet the other way. I wouldn't right. bet the other way, and and I'm a big proponent for the little guy. But it's going to get tough. But the cream will rise to the top. Some of these little guys will become big guys. Here's the opportunity. It's the opportunity to shine. The opportunity to do the right thing and end up doing it. The sit and wait bullshit. Forget about it. Wait. It's it's time right now. It's showtime. Uh, more acquisitions. Um, what do we think? Is is it going to be more people acquiring companies. Uh, we know Altadis is going. Somebody's going to buy Altadis this year. Um, but I think we may see brands. Now we saw the first brand, Fonseca. We, we saw um, European companies sell to another mm-hmm. European company, which is Royal Agio, right. selling to Scandinavian Tobacco General. Um, lots of chatter out there. I'm uh, really getting ready for the predictions of what this is because it's everything's ready to roll now and, it, and it's either going to be now or never they're either these companies are going to sell or they're going to go out of business some of these people are they at the height of being able to ask full market price for their company given that, the state of the industry i think they missed the, that that peak has, has two years ago yeah. really right yeah maybe a year ago uh, and I know some of the people that were holding off and, you know, pigs get slaughtered when it comes to stock. Wow, man, you were offered top dollar or something. Ah, I'm holding out for a little more. And then it starts dropping. Ah, if I can only get back to where I was and you're going to wait till for it to drop again and drop again. There's lots of inventory out there. There's lots of grandfathered in brands. There's lots of companies out there. And uh, as it comes to panic time, Inventory becomes higher. There's more companies looking to sell, which means the value of the products go down. So uh, that's how I see it. Um, what else do we got? Um, would Would someone like Nick Perdomo, who is killing it? You were just there at his. I was at their meeting. They, they, I, I promise you, they're going nowhere. I can. No, see I know that. I, I don't. I don't believe they're going anywhere. Yeah. But would Would someone like Perdomo want to come in and start buying up? Other brands. Yeah. He's got the capital. Yeah. I would say. He owns everything. I would say, I would guess, certainly nothing was ever said to me, but he has lots of brands. Actually, I saw the the binder, which was unbelievable. Three giant binders of all their trademarks they've had over the years, all grandfathered in. One of the few companies that has gone all the way through already grandfather status. They they actually have FDA approval on the stuff. Uh, some amazing giant companies do not have it. It's, right. it's, it's unbelievable. They're, they're waiting. You know, it's, that would make that would make Perdomo a good buy if somebody were looking, but huge. He ain't 
He ain't going nowhere. He's not going anywhere. No, he's he's off my list um, <laughs> for who's going to acquire him. He may be on the list for who he acquires. Who, who he acquires, which he wouldn't need to do anything. But uh, if I was advising him, and there were some good names out there of brands that Absolutely. were there, I would say, "Yeah, you should take this. You should take this." And uh, but you know, do, do you do they want to grow ten times? Maybe, maybe not, but they, they certainly are in a, in a good position to do that, uh, as a lot of people are. The prediction show is going to be fun. This, this, I got so much in my head, I want to stop blabbing the stuff out now, but uh, we'll get to that uh, in another show. But here, final thoughts here on Hammer and Sickle, Berlin Wall. The, let, let me say some please. flavor notes, because I wrote it down. <laughs> Cinnamon. Absolutely. Yes. Orange rind. Yep. Not just rind, but orange. Mm -hmm. yep. uh, some hints of pepper. Which is synonymous yeah. with uh, the pith of the orange, and that's the flavor components that I get out of it. It's not a coffee. It's not a but a, a little a little on the drier side. You'd expect something that has orange to be a little sweeter. That's a little drier than what you'd expect with that flavor profile. It's very a, good. There's also a little bit of nuttiness going on as well on the finish. It's yeah. lingering, lasting on a long finish. Okay, Ed Sullivan. This seems like up your alley. It's a little heavy. Yeah, I, I never think of this, but I enjoy it quite a bit when I finally go to it. I would say this is the heaviest of the hammer and sickle lines that yeah. are out there. Uh, not <laughs> Bless you. Not, bless. Not, not too heavy for me, not oh. too heavy, but it's it's rising to there at a 7.5? Uh, 7.2. You were close. Yeah. Okay, I did the best I could. 7.7. They can't give it to me. Seven. Yeah, no. <laughs> they know, I, they know I nailed it, but they won't. Seven is a little high. Seven and a half. <laughs> seven and a half. That's high. 7.25, 7. Yeah. 7.1. 7.1, okay. <laughs> Just for me not Close to. enough. All right, let's go to break. When we come back, the, the, the uh, Cigar Authority uh, pulled out of the PCA last year, and... Uh, we remain um, an organization that uh, always supported the industry but can't support the trade show uh, this coming year. Um, four bigger, of the biggest manufacturers have pulled out. Why and what kind of impact will it have on the show, the PCA and the industry? And has it helped their biggest competitors? which is the TPE, Tobacco Plus Expo. I got a lot of thoughts on this, and I'm sure these guys do too. Um, we'll get to that when we come back. We're live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Stepping into the aging room has a new meaning at Aging Room Cigars, as Rafael Nodal has traveled to Spain, where the idea for Aging Room Solera was born. The Solera method of aging has been used for centuries in the making of wine, sherry, brandy, and rum. The method mixes different vintages, allowing them to age together. For Aging Room Solera, Rafael takes several tobacco vintages and puts them in bales, where they age together for another 12 to 18 months. This allows the tobaccos to marry for a longer period of time. At the end of the aging process, Aging Room Solera becomes a balanced, and complex cigar with a fantastic price point. 
Aging Room Solera, it will have you calling for an encore. In a time where humidors are overflowing and retailers' shelves are on the verge of buckling, there is one brand that stands out amongst the rest. Sereno Cigar Company offers four distinct blends. The Connecticut, the Medio, Maduro, and Maduro XX, all aged to perfection. Crafted at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, each artfully crafted blend comes to life by the experienced hands of master blender Omar Gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Sereno. To create this masterpiece, a combination of hand-selected filler tobaccos from the fertile soils of Esteli and Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a luxurious wrapper leaf to bring you an endlessly complex and majestic experience. A post-roll aging process of two additional years allows the blend to marry, creating unmistakable and ever-changing tasting notes that tantalize the palate, leaving you anticipating each and every drop. Visit SerenoCigars.com for a list of retailers, and you can always find Sereno Cigars available online at TwoGuysCigars.com. Sereno, a majestic cigar aged to perfection. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world. From exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of Cigar Science Basics, this is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast, or better yet, passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. You owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine, Cigar Journal. Available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website, CigarJournal.com. That's CigarJournal.com. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th Anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th Anniversary as the Decade on Steroids. The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. The La Galera Habano uses a classic wrapper on a staple cigar for a classy company. Hi there, this is David Garofalo of the Cigar Authority, and I want, no, no, I need to tell you about La Galera Habano. The La Galera Habano is an authentic cigar elaborated with the hands of the best cigar rollers of Tabacalera Palma in the Dominican Republic. Blended around an outstanding, flavorful Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, the Dominican-grown Corojo binder, and the filler made up of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and Peloto Oro, creating a medium to full-bodied, 
attractively consistent and aromatic smoke that envies no other. I love this cigar. Have you tried La Galera Habano yet? Well, what are you waiting for? Available at better cigar shops worldwide is La Galera Habano. The wait is over. La Galera Habano. Justo and his father, Julio Eiroa, are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar, pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa tobacco farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba, and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family center company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. Sono Michael Cappellini dal Toscano Cigars. Stai ascoltando al Cigar Authority sul United Podcast Network. Benvenuti a tutti voi. What he said. Yeah, what he said. Any truth we're doing the show next week in Italian? The whole show in Italian? Show in Italian? Yeah, yeah, it's impossible. <laughs> But we're back with our number two, and it looks like the cigar industry is separating, and there might be a reason for it if you were paying close attention to the state of the industry address. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority, and I think it is time to get united. This industry needs to get united. Everybody needs to get together for a common, for the common good, and that's not what's going on, and we'll get into that. What's the next cigar we're smoking? Well, today's second cigar is United Cigar. There we go. Manufactured in the Dominican Republic for United Cigar. I see what you did there. Yeah. The size is a 5 by 54 Robusto, and it features a Connecticut Broadleaf wrapper, Brazilian Matafina binder, and Dominican Corojo and Criollo 98 in the fillers. Sorry I interrupted you, Barry. I know you're sensitive to that. When did you interrupt me? Just now. Oh. Single cigar is $6.99, while a box of 20 is $118.99, which is a savings of almost $21, or 15% off the box price on TwoGuysCigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try TwoGuysCigars.com. That's the number two, GuysCigars.com. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by our friends at Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax, and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. And United Cigar was put together to actually help the brick-and-mortar retailer. That's why the company was organized in the first place. And we saw this coming a mile away, where we are right now. And um, we'll get into that. That's what we're going to talk about um, this whole hour. So uh, if you've ever had rhubarb... You rub my rhubarb. <laughs> I don't think I ever have. Horrible. What's rhubarb? It's rhubarb like a weed. A, yeah, it's a bitter weed, but we, <laughs> you got to take the bitterness completely out. Rhubarb has a very distinct back note of, uh, it's a, more on the umami side if, if you, once you get past the bitterness. What, what do you have rhubarb with? Rhubarb pie? Yeah, strawberry rhubarb pie is a thing. It shouldn't be, but it is. 
Any other thing you do with rhubarb? Do you eat it by itself? I've, uh, I've, I wouldn't know what it even looks like. What's a rhubarb? You've eaten rhubarb before because I've diced it up and put it in stuff. I, and th- I think it's kind of, it's a rib like celery. Exactly. And it's got, you know, more reddish oh, color. Really? Yeah, it's horrible. You don't need it. Delicious. Rhubarb. You'd put sugar, yeah? Well, you have to because it's not edible. It's edible and it, it really makes you pucker. It's very bitter. But it, you take the bitterness out. And that's what I'm tasting on this rhubarb without the bitter. Jonathan likes when they pucker. Yeah. <laughs> wow. right, You're going to like when I take my size 12 cowboy boot and give you a little. Woohoo. Is that what you got at 12? That's right. Yeah. Is it true what they say? Big feet, big socks. Big shoes, baby. <laughs> big yeah. shoes. We're going to light our cigar today with the Vertigo Commissioner. The Vertigo Commissioner features single action. Two jets fueled by the patented Vertigo big-ass tank. It's got a flip-out bullet punch in the bottom, along with easy adjustment, all for the low price of $29.99. That's the Vertigo Commissioner. Maybe that's what this industry needs, is the Commissioner of Cigars. And that all these organizations and everybody, the final decision goes to the Commissioner to make sure everybody's playing fair. Maybe they could get the commissioner from Batman or something. Mm. No, he won't take the job, but there's there's only one person, I think, that has the clout to be able to pull it off, and that would be David, mm-hmm. and he ain't doing it. No. no. What's it pay? <laughs> You'd have to do it for free, man. Yeah. Uh, don't do it. I'm sure. Did you see there was an article that came out about Robin the other day, uh, the controversial skin-tight suits they wore during Batman, no. that he took certain uh, enhancements to reduce the size of something. To Be- reduce it? Because the sensors It's called were, circumcision. The sensors were a little upset about ah. him showing. The package? Yes, and he stopped taking the supplements and instead- Is this your asylum pit that we're and, not supposed to interrupt? He used, he used a cape to cover himself. Ah. Uh, so if you ever look at him on the screen, he's always holding the cape ah. because censorship. Hmm. It, it's funny the things you read. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so official announcement happened. The decision. The decision is what it was called. Have you uh, made your decision for Christ. Have you? Um, today leading, which was yesterday, today leading premium cigar manufacturers, Altadas, Tobacco Area USA, Davidoff, Drew Estate, which is Swisher, General Cigar, which is STG, Scandinavian Tobacco, announced that they will not be attending the 2020 PCA, Premium Cigar Association, formerly IPCPR trade show. The decision with each of these companies reached after careful consideration reflects the strong belief that the structural change in the trade show is a long-term business interest of the entire premium cigar industry. The entire premium cigar industry. I want to highlight that. It's the entire premium Cigar industry. Mm-hmm. That's what it says. Entire. Over recent years, the increased number of retailers, manufacturers have come to recognize unfortunate facts that most important industry gathering, the PCA, has been in decline. Attempts to discuss ways to reverse the downward trend in relevance, attendance, membership, and category growth has been rejected. The cost of the event, which continues to rise, cons- uh, has consumed funds that otherwise could be used to defend our industry from regulation and legislative attacks. I guess I got, should I beat this up as I go through the official thing a little bit? First off, these they're all getting together here, right? So the announcement came out to, uh, together, all together. Which, which is an important factor also. After six months of repeated outreach, various efforts to discuss and enhance the structure of the organization, the value of the show, benefits to the retailers, manufacturers, distributors, and consumers were unsuccessful. Uh, as 
customers of the trade show, it has become increasingly evident to each of us we simply could not, in good standings, continue to support and underwrite the event. Looking ahead in 2020, each of us individually committed to using resources previously devoted for the trade show for the purpose of funds towards achieving important goals for our industry. One, to enhance the best-in-class trade show of products to continue to fuel the assets of the retail partners. Oh, my God. Um, two, to continue being forefront to protect the interests of the entire premium cigar industry. Here it is said again, right? Against the imposition of unreasonable burdens and restrictions of industry to market and sell products to adult consumers. To recognize some of the misconceptions, uh, mischaracterizations, our decision set forth um, misrepresented facts. Each of us are clear. Our decision today does not signify any lack of commitment to the industry or our retail partners. Our commitment has never been stronger. Our sole motivation is to seek pathways that are more valuable for the entire premium cigar industry. Every single um, paragraph is the entire cigar industry. This is eye-opening to me. This is what, what I see as I read it. Lastly, we remain committed to engaging transparent and honest dialogue with all the industry partners and how best to re reinvigorate the trade show as well as represent and protect the interests of the entire premium cigar industry, four for four. The betterment, advancement, and ongoing success of the industry and remains our only motivation and goal. Now, who's writing this? This was all four of them together. And then they separately put their own things out, but that was all four of them saying it together. And then there's individuals of Altadas King saying, um, we know we have one of the most comprehensive portfolios in the U.S. market covering all segments. Listen to that. Um, they're not going to go to the trade show, and they're strong supporters of our industry and retail partners, much like that with Davidoff and the rest of them that all put that out. So... That is, um, well, every word, believe me, every word on this, because this has been going on for six months. Every word was carefully chosen Clearly. Of, of what happened here. Um, so what is really going on here? Um, again, I want to preface by saying that... Um, they keep saying the word the entire cigar industry. My my feeling on this is everybody has their own agenda. They look out for their own ass as they should. Everybody's looking for their thing, and um, there's there's a back end story to all this because I I was hearing it six months before it happened. I was hearing it before the trade show last year. So it wasn't that the trade show was down, what wasn't this whole thing. Collusion and things were happening already, if that's the way you want to call it, collusion of people talking back and forth to each other. Well, people with aligned viewpoints on maybe the definition of a premium cigar. Yeah. I, I got very scared when they announced that the name of the trade show was being changed from international premium cigar and pipe retailers to Premium Cigar Association, because I said, ah, shit, 
they're taking the retailers out of the game here because that was the idea behind it. I'm like, ah. And then they say we're going to announce the consumers are going in. And, and all the more, it was stronger to me. And I go, game changer here. They got to them. They got to the retailers. They took the retailers out of this thing, which is, I think, an underlying factor of what is happening. Listen, I'm not casting any negative things on them that they're doing exactly what they should be is protecting their own interest. But here we are smoking United Cigar. What I would like to see is everybody get united because in unity there is strength. Right. We're getting broken up now, and they're starting that of breaking this thing up. And when they do break this thing up, we're weaker. We're weaker as an industry as this happens. I don't like it. And, you know, one thing somebody's probably thinking right now, hey, you pulled out of the trade show last year. You're the first one that ended up doing it. First off, I didn't send a press release when I went out to it. I went to them and I said, if you end up not not shutting this thing down from the consumers that are coming in here, I'm going. Make a decision. And they said, we're doing it. And I said, we're out. And uh, the Cigar Authority's out, and David Groffalo's out, and all the uh, things that I have to do with all this stuff. I'm a guy that served on the board for eight years. I saw rumblings of this coming up that it was brought up while I was in there. And I go, are you guys out of your mind? We're not doing this. And we didn't do it. I get out, and now I, I don't have a vote. And that's what the problem is. So the, the nice thing I hear is the PCA is saying, hey, retailer, you got a problem with what's happening? Come on board. We'd love to hear you talk and stuff. So they did open up dialogue to other sure. people and stuff, including the, the other manufacturers that have dialogue. What happened here is they did have some dialogue to them, and the retailers within that board turned them down for whatever they were looking to get to. Obviously, that was turned down, and they said, we're taking our ball and we're leaving. What is it that you think that they turned them down I for? Want, I want to get into that, but okay. right now, it's time for the matchup of the week. Brought to you by VS. VS means versus, but it stands for Victor Sinclair. Victor Sinclair Cigars. Who would win this hypothetical battle? And this is where the more important decisions are made right here. Who would win this fight between Lucky the Leprechaun and the Kibra Elf? Lucky the Leprechaun and the Kibra Elk, and this is a fight, <clears throat> fight to the death. Well, who's going to win this? Here's the problem with your premise: is that I got to write this down. Where's my pen? Go no, ahead. There's no such thing as the Keebler Elf. They are the Keebler Elves. It's a gang. Ah, they can't be trusted. They can't be trusted. I'm going to say they're going to win because they're going to play dirty, and uh, poor Lucky the Leprechaun has no shot. So what you're saying is. The group of people are stronger than that's a single person. They, they, the elves would be united. Okay, that makes sense. But but lucky the leprechaun is lucky. So he ain't that lucky. And, and he has weapons at his disposal. He has yellow stars, purple moons. And and what does the elves have? Well, fudge stripes. Mm. I mean, as it turns out, the key the Keebler elves are are led by Ernest J. Ernie Keebler. So if it's just how do, you didn't know this was even coming, how do you know this? And you, you, <laughs> I, I got the internet. Okay, and you so, immediately looked this up because oh this yeah. Is, well, I had to really analyze this. All right. right. So he's an older gentleman, but on the other hand, Lucky the Leprechaun is like Lucky a hundred years old. Lucky the Leprechaun is never ate. Is a ginger. Gingers are weak, therefore <coughs> the Keebler uh, Elf. Wins. Look at how you're playing him right now. I like it. I like it. 
You're no slouch over yeah. there, Ed Sullivan. <laughs> I, I think he just called you weak. I am, uh, I am gingery, but yeah. uh, that just means I have no soul. I'm going with Lucky Charms guy. I think Jonathan makes a good uh, play here that, that they're a gang and how you're going to beat them, right? Because in unity, there is strength. They're together. And if, if you wait. Gone full now, circle. I didn't know that you were going down this road either. My flavor note that I picked up early on. He has it written down. Lucky Charms. Fruity Pebbles. Fruity Pebbles. He's in the cereal category. I don't know, though. If you wait until Ernie's on his own, then take him out. If you take the leader out, the other owls ah. are useless. You're still on this, huh? I'm not going to. I'm going to think about this for a long time. <laughs> I'm going to get a text message later on. Okay. You know what? Here's some more information. Right. So we have General Cigar, and we have Altadas, and we have Swisher, which is Drew Estates, and then we have Davidoff, which is the odd one here as I really break this down. This is the one that doesn't make sense to me. Why Davidoff? They are not, one of these things are not like the other. One of these things right? is not like the other. So, But they, they do have similarities. What is the similarity? Well, aren't they, they, all, they all have a pathway direct to consumer. Do no, they not? No. So Swisher does not. Drew Estates, they do not as of yet. When we get to the conspiracy, we may talk differently of that episode, but maybe Davidoff is buying one of the three, or one of the three, well, two are buying Davidoff. I got. So I don't much think Davidoff's in a financial position right now to be making an acquisition. I got so much to say on this subject; it's crazy. Um, but I want to hear it now, and I have to do this without speaking. I'm not allowed to talk during this thing, and this is all the hype leading up to. It's time to take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. It's time for news from the insane asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true. Or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4 inches by 44 to the absolutely insane 8 inch by 80. Asylum Cigars. <laughs> I have one written, but I'm putting this on the side till next week. I'm always joking around, but for a minute I want to be serious. As you know, I'm adopted. Last night, my wife found out she's adopted as well. She was bawling, crying. I was the husband. I was consoling her. She's screaming, why am I not wanted? Finally calm her down. One thing leads to another, wind up making love. Starts crying all over again. Might have been in fault when I slapped her in the ass and yelled out, who's your daddy? And that's not only insane, it's asylum. There was a lot of hype leading up to, <laughs> to a lot of nothing. Freaking sad music <laughs> and everything. And, and he, he looked like he was going to cry, and it looked like he really played that. Really uh, sold it. Yeah. He sold it, but I am disappointed. I, I thought that was so, a funny joke. So, the acting, very good. The material, yeah. Know, he suspect. didn't have a good script to work with. Yeah, you got to go back to your old one where you write the entire thing based on that one liner that you have for the end. That's the one liner. Who's it, it was terrible. It was terrible. You suck. <laughs> with less hype, it would have been funnier. If you'd let us interrupt you, would have been better. What do you think of the cigar? 
United. United is going to be the important thing right here. This was a last-minute thing to say this morning. I said, okay, we've got to pick a second cigar because we already knew the other one was in the care package. We've got to pick a second cigar. And I said, United. And you said, that's the perfect cigar for today. It is. Because this is the thing that's going on with this industry. And um, when we come back, um, we were out. Then came the manufacturers, retailers, maybe cigar media. Who's going to go out next? It's going to be very important to do it because when I come back, I am going to tell you a shocking story and put this whole thing together. So do you understand as I see it from what I heard? I think the, all, the, the uh, gloves are off. I can say whatever I got to say, right? Everything's been said. Things they, have been have said. To say. Now I'm going to tell you the rest of the story when we come back. We're live in the Toscano Cigar Soundstage and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Let's talk a little about Rough Rider Cigars. So here is where the motorcycle culture meets Cigar Nation. This badass looking cigar uses the name Rough, but delivers a smooth as silk ride each and every time. Even before lighting one, you can't help but notice its sweet like honey flavor. Smooth and creamy, resembling slightly sweetened butter. Outstanding! The Rough Rider Cigar is so beautiful in so many ways. We're talking a premium cigar, imported, long filler cigar, but wait till you hear the price. Every cigar is in the $3 price range, that's right. Even the Churchill in the 6x60, every cigar is in the $3 price range. Rough Rider Cigars, there's nothing rough about Rough Rider except the name. Rough Rider Cigars. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars in the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Pavada Number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Since 1903, when La Aurora Cigars first opened their doors as the first cigar factory of the Dominican Republic, they have defined Dominican cigar manufacturing. Now, La Aurora continues that innovation with La Aurora Dominican DNA, featuring an exceptional blend whose soul is the Andullo. La Aurora pays tribute to the oldest Dominican tobacco process with a cigar that features tobacco that is part of their heritage and their DNA. The La Aurora DNA features this hard-to-work tobacco that brings the unique characteristics of strength, inspiring aroma, and sweetness that creates an exceptional smoking experience that only La Aurora can bring you. Experience La Aurora Dominican DNA with its Cibao Valley Dominican wrapper, an authentic Cameron binder from Africa with fillers from the Dominican Republic, Pennsylvania, Nicaragua, and Anduyo. Available at top retailers like TwoGuysCigars.com and is distributed in the United States by Miami Cigar & Company. 
Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more. It's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Legendary brand opens a new chapter in its storied history with the H. Upman by A.J. Fernandez. The nearly 175-year-old H. Upman brand in collaboration with storied cigar maker A.J. Fernandez bring a medium to full-bodied, sweetly balanced, and yet complex smoking experience. Boasting an Ecuador Sumatra wrapper, this cigar produces incredible aromas and nuances of sweet spices. Today, almost 175 years later, the legacy of H. Upman lives on a brand new take on an age-old brand. Handcrafted in Esteli, Nicaragua by cigar master A.J. Fernandez. Available in four sizes, priced under $9. A legendary brand opens a new chapter in its storied history with the H. Upman by A.J. Fernandez. Bubbles, bubbles. I'm J.R. Dominguez. Thank you for listening to the Cigar Authority. And we're back. We're smoking the United Cigar, the exact cigar this industry needs, because this industry needs to get united. It's very, very separated, and I'm going to get into that right now. Um, the interesting thing of this is I heard from a lot of people after this happened. I've been hearing for six months that this exact thing was going to happen, and uh, now I'm going to give you... Uh, what is the right way to do it so I don't get myself in trouble? Uh, play alleged. that disclaimer one more time, no. Matt Sullivan. <laughs> it's more uh, alleged or, or whatever. Yeah. This is the alleged story or whatever, so I don't get sued or I don't get whatever. Um, but this is stuff I've heard through the grapevine and um, what I believe is going on. Um, and what I believe is this has nothing to do with the trade show at all. Nothing to do with it. They're I not agree going with to that. trade show because... That's not what it is. Uh, the manufacturers who are boycotting the Premium Cigar Association is General Cigar, Altada, Swisher, Drew, which is Drew Estates, uh, and Davidoff, and they have a lot in common. We're going to call them um, the big four right now, okay? So General, Altadas and Davidoff are direct online sellers to consumers. Each one of these things has a direct online to consumer. They make the cigars, manufacture the cigars, everything, and they actually sell to the end user, uh, which is 
negative when it comes to brick-and-mortar retailers. They are selling to our customers, right? Correct. So as much as they're saying inside this thing that we support the brick-and-mortar retailers, and thing, we are, you are our biggest and most direct competitors when it comes to it. And listen, you guys are advertisers on us and support us in different ways and things like that, but let's not make believe like this isn't happening. You're direct to the brick-and-mortar retailers. You are our biggest you actually control 60% of every cigar sold in the United States. You are the direct competitor to us, and this is what has hurt the brick-and-mortar stores the most. And hopefully it's, there's a turnover happening here. The PCA leads the legislation of premium cigars and does not spend their money to protect the online companies. They were formed to protect the retailers. The big four wants to control the narrative and deemed to do so and were turned down. Yes, they have contacted them over and over again and said, we want certain things to happen there. They want to, and, and I said it over and over again, the entire right. cigar industry, the entire, every single paragraph, there it was, the entire. So they want the PCA to fight for this flavored cigar band they want to fight them for the online cigar sales. They want to fight for their narrative, which is this. Which wouldn't that in and of itself sort of be the divide and conquer thing if that happened, if we went and fought every single thing? They didn't fight the under 21 thing, which is I hate. And Correct. I, and, and I've been very strong on that, that I didn't like it. I let them know when I don't like something so that they, they know. And I think that actually hurt the um, brick and mortar store that ended up happening to a small degree but i also believe in fighting for every single thing and that's why i say we should be united we actually should fight for every single thing so i'm not taking a side to it but i'm saying that this is their agenda they, they have their own organization called the cigar association of america caa this is something most uh retailers don't talk about uh it's not brought up often here on on the show but that organization is put together by these big guys that are there and they have a totally different agenda i was on that for five years i paid a lot of money to be on it and i think i was the only brick and mortar store that was part of that organization and i quit that organization because their agenda was very very different than mine when i tried to end up stopping the uh, smoking that happens in restaurants to allow restaurants to choose whether they want to allow smoking or not. They said, no, we're not going to fight that. Exactly what's happening here to them, that they're saying, we want you to fight this online and we want you to fight this flavored cigar thing. We got the PCA saying, we're not going to fight that. Yeah, but we're part of your organization and we're spending money with you. We want you to spend our money this way. It's not the way it works. It didn't. It's not the way it worked for me. And here it is turned around, and it's not the way it works for you. The PCA is a retailer-controlled board. Everybody on the board of directors is a cigar brick-and-mortar retailer, every single one of them. And they want a seat at the table, and they said so, and they didn't get it. So they're not happy about it. This is a political coup. This has nothing to do with the trade show, in my opinion. And uh, to take the PCA out and control the narrative of the agenda of what the PCA is all about. Again, that's what I get scared about when they took the retailer out of the name of it, of what was happening. So that is the General Altadis and Davidoff part of it. Swisher does not do online, but now let's take three of the four again, and let's take General Altadis and Swisher and leave Davidoff out. 
They are 99% more machine-made cigars than they do premium handmade cigars. We're talking billions. What was my number? 12 billion. Right. 12 billion, 300 million premium cigars. Um, and they want to control all cigars, especially non-premium cigars, as they do in CAA, the Cigar Association of America, an organization that is in, um, and the one that I left for that very reason. They want to do the same with PCA. And what happened here is the IPCPR, before it was PCA, used to be in Georgia. And when I served on the board, we voted to actually move from Georgia to Washington, D.C., buy a property so we were closer for legislation. All these changes ended up happening. And it used to be that the CAA, who was based out of Washington, D.C., had their pulse on Congress and the House of, Represent the House of Representatives and the Senate, and they were controlling it. In a short time, the PCA now has stronger ties within the government, and they are controlling the narrative of what happens, and the CAA is losing their grip of what it is. As a matter of fact, the PCA actually helps fund the CAA, the other way around. Really? They give money to them, which I never liked because they were against us. When you look at the um, S-chip, the S-chip which was a couple of pennies per cigar, when that argument happened, and the argument was between the IPCPA and the PCA, it could have went from two cents to four or five cents. But the CAA says, we don't want to do this by cents. We want to do this by percentage. Well, when you take a dollar cigar and it becomes a percentage, it's going to end up being 41 cents per right. cigar, as opposed to the billions that would be an extra couple of pennies on each billion of cigars. And the IPCPR lost the battle, and it became 41 cents. And now the uh, premium cigar ends up paying 41 cents for every single cigar when the machine-made cigar is just a couple of pennies. But a couple of pennies times billions would have yep. made, made all the difference. So they end up winning that, and everybody's all happy. It's only 41 cents, but it was a 4,000% increase. Maybe the, the IPCPR was starting to catch on and say, we, we got to worry about our own thing instead of when it comes to because it's the Premium Cigar Association or it was the International Premium Cigar and Pipe Retailer. It was about premium cigars and not these... In, in some cases, cigars that end up hurting us, like blunts right. and flavored cigars that, that the government obviously thinks has to do with bringing children into it. And I, I've been into so many meetings in, in different states along with the federal government that says, this is what our problem is. When I sit with the government officials, they say, our problem is that you're flavoring cigars. One argument is you're flavoring vodka and all this stuff, but the fact of the matter is this is what bothers them the most. So there's the problem. And the Premium Cigar Association says, we're not going to fight this battle. This is what we're up against, and we can't win this battle, so we're going to back off that. And it has angered General Altadis and Swisher, because it's the bulk of their business, which is, doesn't make them wrong of it. They're trying to protect their own interest, as they should. There's nothing wrong with that, but that's how I see what the problem is. They also want the PCA to uh, use their money, again, to fight the flavored cigar bans that are happening, and um, three of them um, are the biggest flavored cigar manufacturers in the world. 
This is the bulk of their business. PCA refused to use their resources to fight that, and now comes the coup d'etat that was formed to overthrow the PCA. General Altazidis Swisher drew estates in Davidoff, and maybe Davidoff is not on the side with the flavors because they don't do it, although they're mass producers of cigarillos. Right. Um, they're also direct-to-consumer. Um, they want to control the narrative of the PCA, and the PCA is looking in the best interest, which I appreciate, for the brick-and-mortar retailers, how I see it. Uh, the simple collusion is the first step to boycott the uh, Premium Cigar Association if they don't let this takeover happen, and they didn't. Um, CAA lost control. PCA now has the control, and that's how I see it. Uh, this is very different than why I'm not attending the PCA. I'm not attending because um, they had invited the consumers into it, and I didn't like that direction of it, and I stayed out. Later on, they made that change, which is great, but they said that change isn't permanent. We'll look at that again. After they look at it and it goes away for, for certain, then it's a different game for me. But when I go to a trade show, I go there to trade dollars for cigars i have real business to conduct and you know nothing personal for all the consumers that listen to the show thank you so much that's why i'm in business to do it i got business to do and i only get three days a year to do it so that's when i want to do it step two for this group is to get other manufacturers to join them on this boycott and be very careful out there other manufacturers to actually jump on a side uh, I want everybody to stay united and not to do this. I don't think it's good for anybody. It's certainly not our industry. And these guys control the biggest online companies in the world. And the threat that I hear that's out there right now is if these manufacturers do not jump over to their side, that they will discontinue those online, their brands on their online resources. If they end up doing that, they're talking about millions of dollars losing to them and we're already seeing some of that pushback of that's already happening there so that should be a scary thing again this is information i acquired from other people i've never heard it firsthand i want to preface that by saying it so i don't get sued or anything like that this is information i hear over and over and over again that this is the play that's going on so you watch who the next company is that jumps forward and look upon that as is, this is a big online brand that's jumping ship too, because if, if that's the case, maybe this is the reason why that happens. Also, the manufacturers that produce brands, these are manufacturers that produce brands for other companies. So, you know, there's brand owners and the cigar manufacturers. A lot of these boutique brands and things like that that you know are manufactured by these very people. And another threat that could be out there is that if you don't join us on this, we're going to actually stop producing cigars for you. They're actually going to take a financial hit, but for the overall good so that they get their narrative. This is all out <laughs> gangster stuff, if this is true. This is all, uh, all out gangster material that ends up happening here, and it is not good for our industry because we're too vulnerable, we're too small to begin with. Now we're going to separate our whole little teeny industry and break that apart. That is the, the name of the game, what, what these people try to do. The, the government tries to end up breaking you apart and then defeat you a lot easier, like the Keebler Elf, right? Correct. They're a gang. You break them up one by one, you're going to end up losing that. It's funny how that ended up happening there. But that's 
how I see it based on the information that I gathered. I know I'm setting myself up for disaster because I see a lot of people on our, on our feed listening to this live. Please tell me what's, what's wrong about what I see here, uh, or please stop this madness because we will lose in the end. In unity, there is strength. You divide us, it's divide and conquer, and we are going to lose. So let's get together in some sort of way, but, you know, unfortunately, they're coming after the flavored cigars. Newport could not stop it. Newport cigarettes couldn't stop it. I don't think the $5 million that the PCA has spent on legislation this year is enough because um, Newport spent more than that and couldn't do it. Uh, I'm not a guy. I want to fight to the death, like I say all the time and stuff, but we don't use all our resources to fight one little thing that, that most of the people within it does, doesn't even use that product or carry that product. It is the Premium Cigar Association. You have your own CAA, and CAA obviously doesn't have enough funding. Um, what I'm afraid is going to try to happen here is they're going to try to have their own trade shows and do, and do that and break this up. Um, you know, I think one of the pawns in this is the Tobacco Plus Expo, that they're using them as a, as a pawn, which isn't good either. You know, I, I'm, I'm going to the, the, PC, the uh, TPE. TPE and support that too. I try to support everything, uh, including the CAA that I was a member for a lot of years on until it just didn't work out for me because they wouldn't. It was all about one-sided. Right. And this one-sided shit doesn't end up working. So what do you think about all this bullshit I just said? I was very afraid that you had overhyped it like Barry did with his asylum bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you delivered. And, uh, yeah, I can't, I can't argue with you on any of that. I hope I'm wrong. I hope the information I find is, is, is there's no truth to, but it, it's not from one source. It's from a lot of sources, internal stuff. It's stuff I've heard over six months. It's not just the day of right. that it happened, although I heard the day of also. And um, no, nobody's saying it, so I'm saying it. And sometimes when you open it up and you lay it on the table, now we can talk. Yep. Because everybody thinking stuff and not bringing it forward and end up saying it, then nobody's going to say it and make believe like it's not happening. If this is the facts of the way it is, let's do something. I don't know what that answer is, but um, it's time for the Don Raphael offer of the day. The Don Raphael offer of the day is brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. Everyone has a price. Would you do this? And if so, how much? One million dollars. It's always a million dollars. That's your new go-to. It is. Give up sex. All sex, man or woman, whatever crazy shit you're doing, Barry. <laughs> forever. Wow, I dodged a bullet on that one. <laughs> Give, Give it up, up forever. Forever. Million dollars. Just regular sex is... Uh... Everything. Personal. Anything. You're done. All right, so do I get this million up front and then I have to repay it? With interest, you'd have to repay it. With interest. Yeah. Because What's the interest rate? Uh, some moderate 3%. I'm out. Let me do a quick calculation. <laughs> I don't think How I old can... are you now? Uh, 58. Yeah, take the million. 58. Well, this is why. How many I'm... birthdays you got coming up? And, uh, maybe one more. Yeah. Something like that. Hopefully not. Barry? Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, I hopefully you know, don't get to have your birthday. I want to know if we all did this, who would be out first? <laughs> <laughs> Hell no. No way. No way. No way? I mean, I, Jonathan? Can, I can go a long time, but forever. not forever. 
million up front. It would be terrible to get the million after. You could buy a lot of dead. You could buy a lot of those boots for a million dollars. That's true. Ed's on the fence. I, I'm trying to figure this out. Ed's on the fence. Like if I took the money, and then I decided, okay, I'm going to have sex, and died that day, then I wouldn't have to pay it back, right? Yep. Would have to I be mean, really good sex. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'd want. No. I, I think I'll pass. No? Million dollars. You finally got him to be on the fence, though. It's, yeah. Usually he's out. Okay. It was tempting. Okay. So what does this mean for TPE, Tobacco Plus Expo? I'm going. I think they had, they, they were actually rocking already, right? Be, with, with the things that ended up happening, this was a, a boom for them, right? It was a big this boom. Happened. Huge it, boom. Yeah. They are the next big thing. They are not in politics at all. The PCA is a political organization that has a trade show. It's an organization. That, so everybody understands that, that it is not a trade show. The IPCPR, now PCA, was never a trade show. You become a member of the organization, and they, they have lobbyists, and it's, all, it's a political-driven thing to help the retailers, and that's what it, what it is. And they have a trade show, and they get funding for the trade show Additionally, along with the membership dues and stuff, and I'll tell you, I'm out of the trade show. I never quit the organization. Right. I'm a member of it. I've been a member, and I will always be a member because I want to help support it. I'm not going to a trade show this year. Right. I'm not going to the trade show. Um, when it comes to TPE, that is not a political thing at all. It is a trade show only. Right. That's all it is. So go to the trade show, it has nothing to do with it. So the good that, TP, that the IPCPR, PCA, and I hate these letters, the PCA is doing to fight this thing is actually hurting them because some funds are going in different places than other people would ideally like them, including myself. Right. It, no, it's not going to be perfect for anybody. But you've got a good organization when everybody's a little pissed off, right? Sure. A little pissed off and mostly happy. Mostly happy. Mostly happy, but here's my thing or whatever it is. This seems like we're trying to hurt you. They're trying to hurt it. Oh, without a doubt. And for collusion to happen in this way, these people, these are direct competitors, arch enemies with each other, mm -hmm. and they all got together to hurt the organization. And the organization is there to help the retailer. The retailer. So in the long run... They hurt in a retail. Yep. That's listen. I, I, tell me how I'm not reading this the way I'm reading it. I'm sorry, and I know I've heard from the, the manufacturers yesterday uh, when this happened to actually taste the taste the um, test the, the waters. Yeah, take the temperature see how of the it situation. is and stuff. Um, and but the more and more you dig into it and think about it, you're not hurting the trade show. You're hurting the retailer. David not going is not hurting. <coughs> Maybe hurting David. That's there is nobody who is piped up in any of the chat rooms to say that you're off base or, matter of fact, there's a, uh, a manager of a retail shop in New Hampshire who says, as usual, you are spot on. Let me, 
you know, this is all, this is the, the mind of a retailer. This is the mind of me looking at exactly what I have here and say, where are we? When, and the timing couldn't have been perfect, look, looking at the state of the cigar industry address, which will be very, very different next year based on this decision that was made there. This was a big deal that these, this collusion happened within this group and what the ultimate goal is. What, what are they expecting to happen? What are they hoping to happen by this? It's not good. It's not a good thing. So, listen, go on to thecigarauthority.com, and you can write to us, and we can have a whole bunch of mailbags next week and, and add to this if you have something to say. I want to hear it if I'm crazy, and, and this, you know, I'm, I'm always the conspiracy theorist. Oh, you got a conspiracy thing. This is how I see it, and I don't like it, and uh, I, I want... I want this organization and I want all these people to get united together and we're not going to like every single move that ends up happening, but um, we will get defeated very quickly if we break apart, very quickly. Uh, we need to stay united and uh, I, I wish they would second thought that because it, those were the major guys that are there with the most footprint of it. I think I heard something like 15% no kidding. of the trade show floor ended up being there. And they dragged them on, and uh, I know they had other people involved in this little coup that, that fell off. Um, I think they were duped into thinking it was for another reason than it was. Um, and I'll hear more of this, and now that I said what I said, it's going to be uh, uh, some people telling me I'm crazy and would it, would it, you know why would you say the things I said. Again, my opinion, my opinion only of what it is, uh, but based on some information that was provided to me um, from good sources that I will not give up. Um, and uh, Million dollars. No. No. Just asking. No. Um, and maybe we talk a little about this on the after show, mm -hmm. so they'll hear more of this um, on... Um, the after show, which is on Wednesday. But right now, let's get to this classic day in classic history brought to you by Classic Cigars. It's time for this day in classic history brought to you by Classic Cigars. Classic Cigars are now the most affordable cigar brand in America. With prices as low as $1.50, this cigar has something for everyone. The Classic Connecticut is light and smooth. The Classic Maduro is bold, but never overpowering. The Classic Cameroon sits somewhere in between with hints of sweetness. And the Classic Cuban is a real knockoff of the taste and flavors from old-time Havana's. Classic cigars are sold in cost-saving bundles of 20 and sold in five great sizes, ranging from $1.50 to $2.25 per cigar, which makes Classic the most affordable, premium, handmade cigar in America. Classic Cigars. All right, today is January 11th. I have three questions and no In case there is a uh, tie, it will go to... Uh, the last winner, which was Barry. Yes. Oh. Not the uh, champion of the decade or the year, but it is Barry. He's won every single time this year. Every still single time. Not the champion. Undefeated in 2020. He's still not the champion of the decade. Well, we're so. on to a new decade. Get over it. That's it. It's Thank over. You. Barry is a softball to you. <laughs> Major League Baseball owners vote to approve the American League adoption of the designated hitter position. For the first time ever today, what year? 72. 72, he Man, says. Man, I had 73. 73. 1968. 68. We have two points here. Ed Sullivan. Oh, Damn it. Wow. 
Ed Sullivan gets two points. He said 73. It is 73. I, I thought I must have been over one, Barry. said 72. All right. It's up to you now. First use of the insulin for treating diabetes in a human patient. <laughs> the diabetes. The, the insulin and diabetes. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, what did I change. say wrong? Usually Nothing. old people like to call it the diabetes. You called it the insulin, but... So insulin first used. Ah. Uh, I don't know. What the hell are you Let's, Googling over there, parents? Don't Google. No, I already got my answer written down. Let's go like 1943. 43. 1920. 34. 34. Mr. Jonathan says 20. It's 22. Mr. Jonathan gets a point. Barry, stop Googling. <laughs> <laughs> it's not helping anyways. Yeah. <laughs> the hell's with that mr jonathan's got one ed's got two and barry's got nothing one more question that's it barry could be dethroned right now we did all that hype uh mary j blige american singer songwriter producer and actress was born today mary j blige blige j blige b-l-i-g-e godmother of soul okay what year was she born parents you're up first buddy no he's not yes he is it's the third question. I won first. Whatever, then I'll go. Go. 1970. 70. 61. 61. I had no idea who this person is, so I said 82. 82. You, you can have sex with her because you didn't give that up. <laughs> but uh, Mr. Jonathan gets the point, and we got a two-way tie. So Barry wins. So Barry wins. That's bullshit. Because <laughs> I said it before. No, two to that two. is not how this game is played. I, I gave the uh, I am rule. the champion of the decade. Okay. It was it defaults to me. Listen, Barry so, is the down. champion. You Barry should be is used to getting backdoored. But, All right. You got, a, you got a quick email. You want, you it's not really to. that quick. We'll just put. We'll push it off into the either next week or the after show. The after show. We'll put It'll that in the after show. And we'll talk about the my man uh, Everett, the, the PCA, and the collusion and all the crazy things coming up. Uh, we have the meatballs. Uh, we're doing a cigar event around it. Steve Saka put his meatball against four or five others. We have no idea who that will be. Actually, we know he has no idea who it will be. Um, he's going to be surprised though, and you're going to be surprised when you hear what what we got planned. And we'll tell you all about it when we're joined with Mike. Michael Capolini from Toscano Cigars, and we're going to join him right here in the Toscano Cigar Sound Stage. Until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And uh, you might have learned something in the last two hours, probably not. But always remember, keep the lid end out of your mouth. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.